0: To the All Rookie Podcast. Today is August thirteenth, twenty twenty three, and I'm your host William Harris, aka William Is Bill, along with my main man, the Von's, Vonzel Lucky. How you doing today, man?
1: We're doing great, man. This is a good day. How about you?
0: Special guest, you know, almost co-host right now at this moment. <laughs> you know, everyone, yeah, guess, everyone, follow the bonds on Twitter, well, X now. You know, yeah. how you feel about that X so far?
1: <laughs> you know, I, it's it's not real to me because like whenever like we just you know we go through um, through Twitter to um, to send our DMs, and whenever I'm on my laptop. I'll type in twitter.com. Yep. So that's the website. That's the app. That's what it's Twitter. The Until I go in and type something else in, then it's Twitter.
0: Yep, yep, yep. I've been looking for Twitter on my uh, phone. I'm like, what in the world? But anyway, yeah. guys, we're here today to talk about our predictions for the first and second team all-rookie. You know, right now, there's a little bit of a lull in the offseason. Football is about to start. But we haven't talked about our rookies in a while. So let's bring them back to life and talk about some NBA basketball. So um, it's always fun talking about first team and second team all-rookie. After all, the name of this show is the All-Rookie Podcast. Before we get into our prediction, let me tell you who made the first and second team last year. First team was Paolo Vancaro, of course, Jalen Williams from OKC, Walker Kessler, Keegan Murray, Benedict Mathern. That was first team. Second team was Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duren, Jabari Smith, Jeremy Sohan, and Tari Easton. So a really group, good group there, you know. Uh, no, no real surprises. No real uh, late-round picks. Walker Kessler was the latest guy selected to be on that list. But for this year, you want to go first? You want me to go first? But let's, let's start off with the second-team prediction.
1: Well, well, one of the things that I really like about the um, the all-rookie uh, team selections that that um, they're going to be starting to do this in 2024 in the NBA – to where all rookie is positionless, you know, and that's that's something that they've been having a hard time with all NBA selections, you know, having the guards, forwards in the center and not having a positionless thing. But with all rookie, it's positionless. It's just the best five go to the, the first team and then the next best five go to the second team. You know, so I, I really like that about the um, the all rookies and um and just like you said, it's a, it's a lull right now. The football is about to start, so anybody that's checking out this podcast, y'all are some basketball heads. Like y'all really like some basketball and y'all are really into it. And just like me and me and you, so like um thank thank you for watching. If if y'all are watching some some basketball y'all really want to get into it, but um but like you said, second team, um second team all NBA. Um, I guess I'll start with one of the um my favorite guys, one of my favorite guys throughout the entire draft. And I was this close to putting him in my, my all my all rookie first team. So close Chris Murray from the, uh, the Portland trailblazers. I have him all all rookie second team. Um, And the uh, the criteria that I, that I went by on like selecting uh, guys is like, number one, are you versatile enough to play more than one position? You know, so Keegan Murray or, or Chris Murray, he's a power forward but he can't really slot. He definitely can't play center, you know, and he can't really slot to play small forward too much, you know, because he's not that quick, like same like his brother. He might be able to play a little bit, but power forward is going to be his position. And Jeremy Grant just signed that huge contract. And unless they get rid of Jeremy Grant, he played 35 minutes a game last year, you know, so that's only leaving like 13 minutes, you know, for Chris Murray, or if he's going to be slotted in at a small forward position, Matisse Theibel is there at small forward. You know, so as as much as I want Chris Murray to go out there and be able to get the minutes and be able to make first team, it's going to be tough playing behind Jimmy Grant, you know. Yeah, for my,
0: for my, I thought about Chris Murray, but then I was like, it just depends on what Dame and the team is going to do. If they're mm-hmm. going to try to drag this out and win, I don't see him playing that much, but if they do a rebuild, that would be great for him to possibly make this selection. So a good oh, yeah. pick, good pick.
1: Definitely. Um next uh, for the second team uh these what, uh, we'll start with uh, Taylor Hendricks Taylor Hendricks is a, is a guy that I really like you know he's uh he's a guy that can get up and down the court he can shoot the ball he's a long athletic guy to where you would think someone like this could be a potential rookie of the year candidate but um just like I was saying earlier about the the criteria so um are you versatile enough to play more than one position um Taylor Hendricks he's a power forward he's not maybe you can put him at center. That's not something I would be interested in, you know, as small forward, if he can, if he can hit that three pointer at a little bit more consistently, small forward, maybe, but he slotted at a power forward. And in Utah right now, uh, they have John Collins, you know, at power forward. They have Laurie marketing. That's going to be there. And they also have uh Kelly Olin, Kelly Olenek, you know, so he's, he's going to have a hard time trying to get minutes regardless of how good me or anyone else thinks that he is, you know, so um unless there's some injuries there, Um, he's going to have a hard time with minutes, but um, I have him on my all rookie second team as of right now.
0: I definitely feel talent-wise he should be there. It just scared me a little bit with John Collins being brought in there. I don't know what they're going to do in that situation, but yeah, he definitely, to me, he was a fifth best player in this draft. So I'm with you on talent-wise. It's just, it's a lot that you'll, you'll come across this with a lot of the guys. We don't know how the roster and depth chart is going to play out. So it, that's why we're doing this. This is a prediction. So you can't really say any prediction is bad or off because you don't really know. You just try to go with who you think is going to get the minutes and the best talent. So Taylor Hendricks definitely a top five talent in my opinion.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, let's see next. Um, another guy that I was high on before the uh, the summer league started. Um, got him second team steal. Uh, Grady Dick from um for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, he's a small forward, but um, I thought that he could play a little a uh, two guard, but um, it doesn't seem like they're gonna do do much of that. But even still, he has uh, he has Scotty Barnes ahead of him, OG Ananobi, and if they do try to slot him in at some of that shooting guard position, there's Gary Trent there for that, you know. So there's there's some seasoned veterans ahead of him at the small forward or even the two guard if he was trying to get some minutes there. But um, outside of that, he is he's a much needed shooter so it's like if they're going to try to find him some minutes for somebody it's going to be him they need his shooting but it's just hard to get on the court with Barnes's defense and Anobi's versatility and like say Garrett Trent that at a two guard but y'all have I've have Grady Dick as all all rookie second team
0: yeah i mean they drafted him for a reason at that slot so it's very possible uh he kind of struggled in the preseason a little bit a lot, you know. but it's just funny so far. I, we have none of the same people so far, so I'm loving yeah. how this is going. So I'm gonna tell yeah. you my five. If you tell me your five, mm-hmm. who you got coming up next on your list? Oh, the- you got
1: two two more guys on the uh, the second team, all rookie second team. Um, like both of these guys and um I would have loved it if, if I could have put them on the first team but um just saying like the my criteria are, are you versatile enough to play more than one position um how many NBA level players are ahead of you and how many minutes are you gonna be able to get you know so because of that criteria, my next guy that I picked is Aman Thompson for the uh, the Houston Rockets um this guy is is a incredible athlete he's one of the top five talents of this draft in my opinion as far as athletes and just talents in general um but as it stands he has van vliet that he's gonna be playing behind Jalen green kevin porter jr and if we're looking at a positionless type of basketball to where i'm in is six foot eight to where he can play alongside of Van Vliet or Jalen Green, you know, at the one, two or the three, you know, but with that being said, Dylan Brooks also plays the three position, you know, so it's going to be tough, so tough to find any kind of minutes for him when you have that many like high level NBA players that are, that are under contract playing at the one, the two and the three, you know, so that's why I have him slotted at the, uh, the all NBA second team for, for now.
0: Amen. Right. Yep. Yep, yep, I have him on my second team as well. Yeah, that addition to Fred Van VanVleet really hurt. You know, it's good for the Rockets of the team overall, but a man would have been out of there if he would have yep. been the, the start from day one. But yep. we're just going to have to wait. But uh, he he definitely should be on the first team
1: if Fred Van VanVleet mm-hmm. wasn't there. Yes. And my my last one is going to be one of the most controversial, if, if it hasn't been controversial already. This one right here is going to be incredibly controversial because um, he's one of my favorite players. And I, I would love to have him on the first team, you know, because these aren't like I don't think they're talented, but it's just how are you going to get the minutes? How many minutes are you going to play? Number one. And then how many how many wins is your team going to get? So how much are we going to get to see you playing? And my, my last pick on the, uh, the second team all rookie is Asar Thompson for the Detroit Pistons. Um, my my reasoning behind that is um, I've been looking at Cade Cunningham in the um, the USA Select and watching him play, and there was like they, they, he could have been on the main team, and he yeah. he didn't want to be on the main team so he could get focused and ready for for the Detroit Pistons, and he is looking incredible, like. He's going to be playing a good amount of minutes, 35 type of minutes, 35 a night minutes at the point guard position. But the same way that I was talking about Amin and Asar, Cade is a big guard to where he can play alongside of other people at the one or the two, regardless of how you slot them, just having them on the court. But outside of outside of Cade, you also have Jaden Ivy, you know, that's looking to clog up a good amount of minutes at the one or the two. And boyan Bo, Bonjanovic, you know, who's going to be playing the three. And that's specifically something that Asar is looking to do playing the two or the three. So just looking at those guys having to play between behind all three of them, I'm like, maybe you can get 15 minutes a night. And the things that you can do within those with those minutes are going to be incredible. He's a top-tier athlete. But I'm like, the minute. Like, unless there's an injury, Kay, Jaden, and Bogdan, like, they're going to be getting those minutes. You know, but I have a SAR second team for right now.
0: Well, we got two alike, so I have we both have the Thompson twins on the second team, so uh, I definitely can see that happening. I definitely think they need to try to trade Boban. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, to develop a SAR, he needs to be starting drafting that high in the draft, so and he, I think he's positioning us just like this list. He can play the one, two, or three, and you know, they don't really need him for the one, but he can interchange. He probably could play a little four, too, uh, depending on the matchup. So very universal player. Like you said, you want a guy that can play multiple positions. So we got those two right. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you my other three that I yeah. have. So it's very interesting because there's some gonna be some good players left off both of our lists. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh in no particular order, had the uh Thompson twins, but then I have Brandon Miller on my mm. second team. Uh, you know, obviously the second pick in the draft. He struggled a little bit in the preseason, but he has potential to be first team or just why did we draft him? You know, (laughs) it could go either way with him. But I think with the minutes that he should be guaranteed to be picked, uh, guaranteed to get being that second pick in the draft, he should be able to find the minutes to be productive. He may go through ups and downs. You know, like Jabari Smith, they say last year had – a rough season. He really didn't have a rough season. He just didn't meet everyone's expectations. He still had a solid season. I could see Brandon Miller following that same path. Everyone's going to compare him to Scoot and all these other guys, but he can still be solid enough to be on that second team all-rookie pretty easily. What do you think about that?
1: Almost definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. For sure.
0: All right. And next I have Derek Lively, um, the center for the Mavs. I'm not a fan of Derek Lively. I think he was raw, too skinny, but the Mavs, they really took a chance on him. Uh, so to select him 12th overall, why are you doing that unless you're going to play him? You need a center. You drafted a center. I don't think he's ready, but they're going to throw him out there at least for a decent amount of the season. And to be a center, it it's, shouldn't be too hard for him to get eight to ten rebounds per game, maybe eight points per game. And that's going to stack up because uh, normally every year with these rookies, there's not more than 15 guys that are even productive. Mm-hmm. So getting eight and ten, ten and ten could get him on this list. How you feel about that?
1: I totally agree. You know, I wasn't a big fan of him either, but just like you said, uh, you're going to get some minutes, so it's, he's, he'll probably make an all-rookie team. Yep.
0: And last but not least, this is my big surprise. You said, Osar was your big surprise. But we were on the same page with this. So let's see if you're on the same page with this one. Now, normally, before I say it, normally every year, there is a second rounder that sneaks onto one of these lists. Last year, there was not. But, uh, you know, I have to throw one in there this year. And I have Hunter Tyson for the Denver Nuggets. He was a standout in the preseason he was the second leading scorer as far as rookies in the preseason. He has opportunity in Denver as a big shooter. Uh, they had an injury with Black Oak Kankar. He was projected to be coming into the lineup this year and getting more minutes. Um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is not really a four. He only really has to compete with Peyton Watson. And the Nuggets, even if the Nugget, even if he's not good enough to start or be that productive, the Nuggets are going to be blowing out teams a lot of the season. So he's going to be getting minutes that way. So with his shooting capabilities, I think Hunter Tyson has a strong chance to sneak into that second team list.
1: You know, that's not something I was, I was expecting. You know, I thought it was going to be a Hami kids you know, but it was still in, in that area, you know, guys that are with winning teams yeah. that can contribute. And um, like yeah, like I, I didn't see that coming, but like yes, yeah, summer league, he was like um, he was one of the best three point shooters. Like I think you might have said, like in the whole summer league. So yeah, like I, I, that's not something I even considered at all, but it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, yeah I think he averaged like twenty one points per game. He he surprised me. I I had him going undrafted. So yeah, uh, I know Nuggets. The Nuggets need that shooting. So now let's go to what you've been waiting for: the first team predictions, NBA rookie, all rookie first
1: team predictions. Who you want to start with? Um, I'm going to go ahead. the, the, the easiest one. Um, just by that same criteria, who's getting minutes. This guy's the number one pick. He's going to be a starter for his team. Victor and um, he, all rookie first team, you know, so he's, he's starting for the team. He was the number one pick. Um, I, I think it's pretty cut and simple unless there's like a injury knocking wood. Hopefully not, you know, but he's going to be a first team. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: no debate. He could play 30 games and get injured and still make the team probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not much to say about that. Victor Mayama, obviously. Do you
1: think think he'll play any center or you think he'll play most of power forward this year?
0: I think he'll interchange. You know, a lot of teams don't have a big center that he's going to have to worry about too much. So just be matchup based. But I think they need to bring in a bigger center. You know, they have some guys that I liked coming into the draft in the previous years, but they haven't really proven anything yet they need to find a way to get a big in there with them. Same for another guy you're probably going to bring up in a minute, yes. but uh, it's it's going to be interesting.
1: <laughs> yep. And then which leads to my, my, my second pick, which is a, a starter for his team, uh, Chet Holmgren. Okay. Chet Holmgren's, um he's going to be a, technically a rookie this year. Um, so I have him as the, um, as a starter for the all rookie first team for Oklahoma city. Um, and the reason being, like, like I said, number one, he's a starter. Number two, he's on probably the best team of all these rookies that's going to be getting a lot of minutes. Like, there's no other rookie that's on a playoff-level team that's going to be getting major minutes. No other rookies, you know, that they are going to be in that type of position. So, um, Chet Holmgren, yeah, I definitely have him as a lot as first team.
0: Yeah, um, I do as well. It's It's kind of unfair. You know, I think we talked about this before – I think he has an advantage. You know, he was drafted last year. He's been able to work out with the team. He might not be playing on the court, but he's working out with professionals, watching uh, NBA game tape. These other rookies have not. He's gained 15 pounds of muscle. So he has an advantage, but the talent's there. He will clearly make this uh, first team or second team as long as he doesn't get injured. Mm-hmm. A red short rookie. Right, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Um, the next one, which I don't think is going to be that controversial at all. Um, besides, if, even if Damian Little stays around, um, I believe Scoot Henderson is going to end up being a um, all rookie first team um, guy. He's come out and said so much already that he intends to be the rookie of the year. You know, and who, who doesn't intend to be rookie of the year? But a lot of guys don't have the confidence to go out there and just say it and put their name on it, you know, before the season starts. He's coming off of an injury where he didn't get to play a lot in the summer league, and he's letting, letting it be known. It's, it's up in the air whether Damon's going to be playing, who's going to be his teammates, or what the direction of the team is going to be. But as far as what him and his individual goal is, it's the rookie of the year. So I, I have that guy firmly planted in the, uh, the all-rookie first team.
0: I do as well. We're three for three so far. Scoot um, is a man on the mission. You know, coming into the draft, he said, I'm the best player in this draft. I should be the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Now he's saying he should be on that first team, probably rookie of the year as well. It would be... But like we said earlier with Chris Murray, it's going to be interesting to see what this team does, but regardless of what they do, there's no way Scoot's going to be riding the bench. He's going to be able to be productive and make this first team. I, I see no doubts in my mind. Like, and if Dame stays... Anthony Simons will probably go and then it'll just be those two. And so they're going to find a way for Scoot to play. So, yep. Three for three. Let's see who you got next. I'm interested.
1: Uh, my next one is my next two are going to be the most debate, very debatable. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so the next one is uh, some hometown bias. I believe I have Brandon Miller coming okay. in the all rookie first team. And um, my reason for that just goes back to the criteria that I was making. Um, are you versatile enough to play more than one position? He's a four that can play down place and play some guard in different, in different times. Um, how many NBA level players are ahead of you? Um, He has Miles Bridges that can be playing ahead of him, but Miles Bridges is a multi-positional player. Uh, Gordon Hayward, who plays about 30 games per year, you know, is is ahead of him, you know, and he's a multi-positional player as well. And then you have Terry Rozier that plays at the two, you know, so he has these three guys ahead of him, but that's really not that big of an issue as far as how much playing time is he going to get, you know, so um, he's the guy that's going to be able to get a good 20 minutes, almost a night, 15 shots every single night, and the spacing, and the the big the biggest reason why I, I put him in the first team and said the second team while I moved him up is availability. My one of the bigger things I had on him was uh, how skinny he was, and the durability of being able to to last in an NBA season, and how many games are you going to be able to play, you know? And I'm looking at Scoot and his body and how he how durable he can be. When I went back and looked at um, at Brandon Miller's uh, games in Alabama, no missed games, no injuries. Never missed a minute. Went back to his AAU games. Played all the games. Went back to his high school games. This guy is incredibly durable, you know. So if he's gonna if he's gonna be there, and the guys on the Charlotte Hornets aren't uh, notoriously aren't durable. So if he's able to to play those minutes and play those games and be assisted by one of the best passers in all of NBA basketball, Lamelo Ball. I I think that he can be a, a all-NBA first-team guy. But like I said, that is a bit of a Homer-biased type. <laughs> but but I, I do believe that will be happening, though.
0: Yeah, I factored in. You mentioned uh, Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward. I factored in P.J. Washington as well. I think they will bring him back. I don't know. I well, mean, he's well, just sitting out there.
1: If he does, P.J. Washington plays the four and small ball right. five, and Brandon Miller can't play the four you know what i'm saying and so it's like brandon miller's a, a three and he could play down to two brandon miller cannot you don't play think four. he can play up to four no okay. not at all okay. he can barely <laughs> play the <to> three <laughs>
0: <laughs> well six nine that boy better put some weight on and play a little bit of four because he could yeah. i think he'll have a massive advantage if he plays the four if he plays the it. three it's going to be a little tougher for him but yeah if we'll see we'll see that's going to be interesting but yeah miles bridges is Gonna have that locked down, but I'm not worried about Gordon Hayward. So, uh, you know, they took the second pick on him for Reese because they could have had Scoot if they wanted someone to sit behind or split minutes. They went with Brandon Miller. I expect him to be a big factor on this team, and especially if PJ Washington's not there, even if you know position wise or not, that's just more shots for uh, yeah. Brandon Miller. So, I like that pick on the first team. Obviously, I had him on second team. It could be either way.
1: Yeah, either way. Last but not least, who you got? All right, so this one was tough because I'm not a fan of this guy at all. I am am i live in North Carolina. I'm a Tar Heels fan. Uh, he went to Duke, so, I, you know, and, and, and even on top of that, just, like, watching him, like I said, I thought he was raw. You know, and it's like you're coming out pretty early, and I think the only reason he came out is because if you look at the uh, the first round of the draft, I think it was just him and Wimby, maybe were the only like centers drafted in the first round. Maybe one other, maybe one more, but there was right so few. You know, so he, you you had to go. You had to go. He was gonna be a top 15 pick. I believe you got pick number 12. But um my my last pick for the first round is Derek Lively. Under that criteria of are you versatile? No, he can play as one position. He can play the center, and that is it. Um yeah. how many NBA players are ahead of you, NBA level players? Um, Dwight Powell, he's the NBA level player to where he'll be playing some center. But after that, it's like Rashad Holmes is on the team now, but I don't really know what we're talking about there, you know, and, and Grant Williams is going to be playing power forward and maybe some small ball center, maybe, you know, but as far as the center position, the only person that's really in, in his way is Dwight Powell. So just by default is why I have him as the all NBA first team to where they got him at 12. He's a young guy. They're gonna run him up and down the court. He'll be able to get two or three blocks a game, get you eight or nine rebounds. And Luka Doncic is is already giving. Um, I, I was looking at this um, this graphic, and it was showing the the most alley oops. And it was um, it, during last season. Trey Young was like in the he had two, and um, and Luka Doncic was up there as well with Dwight Powell. So if Luka could do that with Dwight Powell, I can't imagine what he's gonna do with Derek Lively. And um, the the one good thing I guess I can say about Derek Lively about his potential is um, when I went back and w- I was watching some of uh, Brandon Miller and his AAU games, and in those games it was Brandon Miller was there, um, Jaden uh, Jalen Duren was playing in it, Derek, Derek Lively and um, Nick Smith Jr. A, a few a few other like a lot of the the guys you know uh, Shaden Shaden Sharp you know some years ago like some of the top guys. And when you watch how they play against each other, Derek Lively was doing step-back threes from the corner and made it, you know, like he would, yeah. It's like, that's not something I want to see. (laughs) You know, but I'm just saying it's like, he has a confidence, like a, uh, when he's amongst his peers, he's not scared. He's not scared of the moment. He's in, he's, he can, he can do a little something. So I, I have him as an all NBA first team, a little bit by default because he'll get the minutes and a little bit because of Luka Doncic is going to make him look a little better than what he's prepared for right now offensively.
0: You make a great point with the lobs, the alley-oops that, I mean, that's easy buckets for him right there. And then easy putbacks at the rim. So that's, that's all great points. Uh, Yeah. I don't know what happened with him at Duke. I mean, but from what I saw, I was like, what, what is this? But yeah, you look at the high school, you know, he's like a top prospect coming in. I don't know if it's cuz coach K wasn't there or or what, but but yeah, um he definitely you you made all the perfect points and that's why I had him on second team. You got him on first team and like we said, first team and second team is not like great and then average, you know. They're all going to be great right in there, right in that mix between. Um so I have to tell you my five. We had three out of three. And then we 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 went off course a little bit. Had the Victor, the Chet, the Scoop. Now I have a guy in Jarris Walker for the Pacers. I wasn't big on him coming into the draft, but I think he's gonna come in from day one start at power forward for the Pacers because he's better than Jalen Smith already. They invested um the sixth or seventh, the eighth, the eighth pick in him. Uh so What do you feel about Jairus Walker for the Pacers?
1: That, as far as like the criteria of how I'm going about picking players, I mean, that's there's no reason he shouldn't have been on my list as well. You know, uh, are you versatile enough to play more than one position? He can play some three and some four. You know, how many NBA-level players are ahead of you? He's going to start most likely. You know, so he's, he's most likely going to start. It's not, it's not guaranteed, you know, like the other guys we were talking about, but it's a good chance that if he's not starting in the beginning, he can make his way into the starting lineup. So, and how many minutes is he going to get? And can he make it count? Regardless if he starts or not, he's getting 20 plus minutes, it looks like. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's, that's a good pick.
0: Yeah, I think I think he'll fit in. You know, I I, like I said, I wasn't big on him, but in Indiana, he's not going to be the first, second or third option. So I think that's actually going to help him out. He's going to be able to just be everywhere, get boards, you know, make good passes and maybe put up 10 points or so, seven, eight rebounds. That'll be good enough. Uh, That's this floor, probably. But if they focus on him more, who knows? Um, But yeah, I figured Jairus Walker have a good shot to be productive and last but not least the best rookie in the preseason uh summer league the best rookie of them all you did not have on your list at all Keontae George Ke- Keontae George uh, <laughs> my guy for, for the Utah Jazz you know he was looking like Donovan Mitchell out there the uh the key is I wish they wouldn't have brought back Jordan Clarkson for selfish reasons for Keontae George They did, but they're saying now that Keontae George could possibly play a little bit of one. He'll probably interchange one and two. We still don't know yet for sure, but if he's going to get big minutes, he's shown what he can do, and the future of this team does not have a point guard, especially if he's at the one. He could win rookie of the year if he's starting at the point guard. But it's a little bit of high hopes, but we saw what he can do. What do you think about Keontae George?
1: Keontae George, um, I wasn't a fan of him coming out of Baylor. But watching him in the summer league, I was like, maybe I got to change my mind on this guy because I, I just didn't think he could facilitate. I just thought he was a, purely a scorer. And I'm not a big fan of of small guards that are pure scorers, you know, scoring alone. I couldn't see his vision because he was only averaging like two to three assists or something like that. You know, but in the summer league, I was like, okay, he can do a little bit of everything. He's just has enough vision to be able to run a team. But um, as far as the players that are the guys that he's going to be behind, out there in uh, in Utah. Um, Who's it? Colin Sexton. Um, who, what's my guy? Um, like I said, Jordan Clarkson and one other guy. Yes, oh, or Taylor, Taylor Horton Tucker?
0: Okay. Said, Bajie. They got, they got yeah, a lot Bajie. of twos yeah, and threes. Yeah. So it depends. Like if he's going to be a two, he's going to have a struggle for minutes, but if he can play that dual threat, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. And you know, I, I think Colin Sexton, they're trying to trade him. He should be out the door. Uh, But it it will be interesting. He may not play a lot at the beginning of the season, but from what he's shown in the summer league, there's no reason for them to not get him on the court.
1: You're right about that. You're right about that.
0: So that's our first and second team rookie predictions. Um, You know, we pretty much had the same uh, list, one or two guys off. And every year there's one or two guys that you say, oh, he should have made it. He shouldn't have made it. But give or take, I like our list. Now let's go to the next topic. Who do you think will be the rookie of the year in this 2023 class? Our rookie of the year prediction.
1: All right. So, it came down to three guys. Like I limited it down to to three guys and no one else really had that big of a short chance as far as my rookie of the year contention went. Um my three guys were were Victor, Chet, and Scoot. Were the three guys that I, that I narrowed it down to. Um, it, it got tough when, um, when, so, so I took Victor out, <laughs> I going to go ahead and say that I took Victor out. I had it with Victor, Chet, and Scoot. And then I was like, between, between those three, who's most li- like? between those three, I had to take, um, I had to take Victor out. Cause I'm like, how many games are the Spurs really going to win? And the way that I'm looking at them, I'm like, they might be a lottery team again next year. You know, they they legitimately might be. So I'm like, if unless I'm looking at him wrong, like if he's the rookie of the year, then they could go into the play-in, <laughs> you know, possibly. But I just, I don't see it that way as far as him being able to carry his team into a play-in, like just the, the way that he plays. He's an excellent defender. He can give you 15 to 18 points a night, you know, but I don't see him taking a team that had one of the worst records in the entire NBA and to taking them to 20 more wins. Or anything like that. You know, so I took him off the list. So then the next next person I have is the person that went out and told me he was gonna win rookie of the year. And mm-hmm. and Scoot Henderson. You know, so if if Damian Lillard's not gonna be playing, you know, for, for them then Scoot is going to have a great opportunity to have the ball in his hand, to be playing with, with a lot of other great young people, and to be able to run it up, to have his stats go crazy, and to have the potential to take his team into a play-in, because he does have Jeremy Grant and a lot, a lot of pieces. You know, he could get his team to a play-in type position. You know, if they because if you look at the, the Trailblazers over the past two to three years, they'll do all right until about the All-Star break, and then they'll just tank it though. They'll, they'll win like three more games after the all-star break It's notoriously bad. You know? So if, if they, if they let him control the reins, then possibly, but I don't see it happening that way. So I'm taking the guy that's going to be on the best team playing the most minutes starting for his team. I'm taking the red shirt rookie and <laughs> Chet Holmgren, the guy that has already traveled 82 games for an NBA season. like they, That's really not talked about enough. You know, just not not just like the, um, the, the the wear and tear on your body of the up and down the court of the 82 games, the being away from your family and traveling for 82 games, being at eight, all these different hotels and planes and your body adjusting to the travel and then going out and playing some games and stuff like that. So Chet is already inside. He's already in the wheelhouse. He's already in the rotation of it. You know, and on top of that, once we get to like the All-Star break and the Oklahoma City is playing on TV all the time and we're not seeing Portland playing on TV all the time because they're playing against team you know what I'm saying like the the matchups aren't relevant to anything or San Antonio to where we want to we want to watch Victor but he's not playing anything for anything relevant but Oklahoma City they're going to be playing for things relevant the entire season and if we get to see chet making blocks and shooting threes like it's, it's going to be hard for the public opinion not to be on his side when his team is winning and he's got and he has the sets so i, t- I took chet for that reason
0: i like your evaluation your thought process and everything but i have a different answer than you <laughs> but you know it's a lot of people that are thinking uh chet Holmgren is going to be Rookie of the year. First, let me tell you the odds. You had the three uh guys by Vegas odds. Victor Wimbayama, 35% chance to win. Chet 13.6. Scoot 12.3. Then Brandon Miller at four. Then it goes to Cam Whitmore in small percentages. I have selected Victor Wimbayama. I know you ma- you canceled him out early, but for me, I think he is the face of the franchise. Chet Holmgren is not the face of the franchise. It's Shea. It's possibly Giddy, possibly Jalen Wynn. They, they have like a four-headed monster. Like super talented guys. Mm. The Spurs have Victor and Mayama and the boys. <laughs> so I think he's going to have every opportunity to get the points, boards, blocks. It's going to be easier for him. I know you mentioned winning. I do not think they're going to win. I do not think they're going to go into the play-in. I do think the Thunder could possibly go in the playoffs easily. But the difference with that is, Rookie of the year doesn't really seem to factor in wins. If you think about last year, Paolo Bancaro won. Um, you know, Scotty Barnes won the year before. Neither of those teams made the playoffs. So I think rookie of the year is more of an individual award as opposed to like all-star or a first team. So that's for that reason. I'm gonna go with Victor Wimbayama. He's the face of the league potentially in the future, but definitely the face of the Spurs.
1: So if the Spurs win five more games than they did last year, and Victor averages eighteen, twelve, and three, I think the he year? wins rookie of the year. That's tough. I don't. I don't
0: see Chet averaging more than. That. And you got to think with the whole sitting out, resting thing. Mm-hmm. Chet is in that same boat as Wemba yes. Yama. Definitely. Yeah. The only difference is the team is better. So you know, Chet coming into his rookie season, it was it was the same thoughts were about him. He's too skinny. He's too frail. And he's already had a major injury. So I think they'll play similar games. Chet might play maybe 10 more games than him, but we'll see. It's a toss-up, though. It's definitely either one of those guys, depending on how they play. I
1: agree.
0: All right. So if you agree, disagree, hit us up in the comments. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Hit us up on Twitter. My main man, Von Lucky, at the Vons. I'm at William Innsville. This is a great debate, great talk about the rookies in the upcoming season. I can't wait to see it. But definitely follow my man, at the Vons. Don't let your girl follow him because he's going to be everywhere, shirtless and everything, just showing up everything. I'm like, oh, my God, here this guy go again. But, <laughs> but no, thanks, y'all, for joining us. Any last words before we get out of here?
1: Um, shout out for y'all for, for watching this. Like I said, y'all are true basketball fans if you're you're into this. Because like I said, I'm sitting here like just scrolling, looking around trying to find anything. USA Basketball, Summer League, some preseason. Like this is August and we got nothing, man. So it's like thank y'all for watching. Like y'all are true basketball heads. For sure, for sure.
0: Loved every minute of it. Until next time, we're out of here. Subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Thanks, y'all. Peace.